episode of Chatty Broads with Becca and Jess. Well, hello, Broads. Hello, Becca. Hi. So we are telling me hi. Hi. <laughs> She's blonde now. <laughs> hey. <laughs> um, we have a different type of episode today. That's my attorney voice, by the way. That's like my blonde attorney. Hi. Your legally blonde voice? Y- yeah. Or just my legally Becca voice. Hi. I'm going to be your attorney today. Don't fuck with me. You are going to be an attorney today. Um, yeah. So we have a different type of episode today. Um, let's talk. Okay. So um, I guess just to put things simple is that last week we had an episode where we were... Uh, sort of talking we, we were discussing an article about one of johnny depp's witnesses in the johnny depp and amber Heard trial mm-hmm. uh w- we chatted about that and uh it, here's what i want to say and I'll, then i'll let you say your thing too what i want to just say is like i want to apologize because i was not prepared for I, I was not prepared in the sense that I hadn't been really watching any of the trial. I didn't really have any knowledge on anything outside of headlines. And so I just want to apologize because I think that's bod- bad podcasting to or just like bad media stuff to just come to wax on about something that I'm not informed of at all in terms of current events. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also just want to say just kind of for our guest or any guest that comes on like we have not in the past given them the topics we're going to talk about any more than like an hour or two before so i really want any uh disappointment or anger to really be directed at us because i feel like we really fucked up and dropped the ball on just not doing our due diligence and figuring out what is going on with news right now if we're going to be covering Mm-hmm. a related mm-hmm. topic it's our responsibility and our responsibility alone to protect our guests in that situation yes. and especially um in this last episode situation we're talking about something that is so sensitive in a uh format that we were just having pop culture like fun conversation and this is such like an important ongoing topic and conversation um and then also to same on on my end like just want to apologize and take full accountability for coming in and I like glance through this specific um, uh, article about the witness and then just had some memories from like four years ago and then crafted the hot takes from those. Yeah, I think that's exactly. What Instead of doing. just taking a pause and trying to see like what's going on in the different in the different layers of that. But again, just to, to echo what you were saying, like, you know, uh, that's our responsibility and that puts our guest in not an okay circumstance. And I also just want people to be cognizant of how they're coming at people if they disagree with them or they don't like the way they said something. Um, Feel free to direct, like I said, your criticism towards us. And Mm -hmm. just be careful when you're coming into someone else's space, especially someone that, you know, you don't normally interact with. You don't know where they're coming from or or kind of what their lived experience is. Mm -hmm. And um, just be careful of the way that you're interacting with people online because um, 
Sometimes people can get really out of line and out of pocket um, in the way that they address our guests. And Mm -hmm. that's not cool. So this is we are the hosts. This is our responsibility and our responsibility alone. And when we have someone come on, especially um, coming on as a friend in the pretenses of a pop culture uh, segment, getting getting news like it's going to be fun and wild, like an hour before. Yeah. Um, Like you said, you don't know the background. You don't know if someone is a survivor. Yeah. Um, And so and again, this was this was. Such a sensitive it's, it's topic, on us, right? It's on us. So, so today we kind of wanted to do things, like you said, get do things a little differently. Yes. Um. So today we're going to have a social media journalist on, if you will, who's been covering the Amber Heard and Johnny Depp trial. I think that this will be a great episode for both people who have been following along, as I think that we kind of get into some interesting, like clarifying of certain witness testimony and yada yada yada. I also think it's great for someone who has absolutely no idea what's going on with the trial. I think that Kiki does a good job of giving just like a cursory overview. That being said, this episode definitely is um, a pretty kind of straight to the point overview of the trial. So I just want to give a heads up like, Mm -hmm. you know, there's some pretty heavy content that's being discussed. um, And this is not a in-depth nuanced conversation Mm -hmm. about domestic abuse that's not what's going to happen in this conversation right now I think that's a different conversation for a different time that I think would be really important to have Um, but I just want to give that heads up because if you know you you, just making sure that you are in the headspace to listen to this content and listen to this podcast um, because we're just gonna kind of get straight to the point talking about witness testimony talk about what this actual um, defamation case is about, what has to be proved, and so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I just kind of wanted to, to, to give that heads up. Protect yourself if you feel like you're not in the emotional space to digest that kind of that kind of content right now. And uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, otherwise, I think that we had, we, we recorded with her before recording this. I think we had a really, really interesting conversation and really ga- great overview of this trial. Yeah. And like you said, like it's it's an overview and um, it's something that uh, is going to give. I know I did not know really anything that was going on uh, except for things that had been happening. I kind of knew about stuff a few years ago, Um, but it's definitely like it's I think a pretty thorough overview of what's happening. This is also a trial that by the time this comes out tomorrow, what we're 10 days in and they're supposed to be potentially a, a month weeks more left. yeah so we've only heard from certain sides uh, and this is ongoing um so i think i think what yeah. we've both learned is just kind of like at least what i have learned going through this mm-hmm. and, and hopefully you hear it in the episode is just kind of like reserve your judgment and wait and see before uh coming to conclusions and also what i've learned too um and including included in my apology would be that um, I think, you know, we are now diving into pop culture topics. And I think we just want to make sure that in the future that we get get better at giving a heads up before we're about to dive into something so intense and sensitive like domestic abuse allegations yeah. uh, in the midst of a pop culture Right. Episode. I think people felt a little jarred where they were yes. like, oh, I was digesting more lighthearded stuff. And then all of a sudden, whoa, got a little blindsided yes. about the, the topic. Yes, I think even exactly. just giving a little shout out like, just so you know, we're going to dive yes. into something a little more sensitive here. Definitely want to be better about that. Yeah. So uh, with that being said, we have Kiki Monique on. She's amazing. Thank you so much, Kiki. And uh, you want to get into this? Yes, I hope you enjoy this trying to be informative uh, conversation about the about the happenings with this trial. All right. 
with us today, we have someone who now you're coming up the first on all of my stories on Instagram because <laughs> yes. I've been typing your name and then watching the stories and then watching the highlights and all of that. Okay, we thought we'd bring on someone who is, what would you call yourself, a social media reporter? <laughs> yeah, I, I've given myself the title of social media journalist. I've yeah. also just called yes. myself a professional talker. I'll just talk about anything. <laughs> Love that. <laughs> well, we have Kiki of At The Talk of Shame. Yes, thank you so IG. much. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. Okay, first of all, just a little background. How long have you been sort of covering pop culture topics, celebrity adjacent thing happenings? How long have you been doing that? I mean, since my bedroom when I was a kid, but like, (laughs) you know, for the public to consume, um, started during lockdown, really, you know? Okay. Isn't that when everyone jumped on TikTok and everything else? That's awesome. And I feel like you've just blown up in the past uh, week or so, too, with this trial. Yeah. I mean, it's for someone who does have anxiety, (laughs) this is like a little bit like you wake up every day and you're like, um, okay, there's maybe like five or 10,000 more people, but all good. I'm I'm just going to let down a few more people now. Hopefully I'm (laughs) doing good things. (laughs) Exactly. Well, we feel that one. A lot of disappointment happening. And will continue to happen. But um, I think, too, it's a little it must be difficult because there are a lot of polarizing feelings, a lot of I mean, people are feeling very strong emotions about how this whole trial is being discussed. And of course, I understand why. Um, But how has that kind of been for you on your end? I didn't expect that part because Mm -hmm. I always look at celebrities as like, it sounds bad, but like here for our consumption. So mm-hmm. I just look at them as like, okay, they're entertainment. Yes, they're people too. But I I rare not that I I do pick sides, you know, as we all do, we're human. But for the most part, I'm always just like, what are they giving me so I can talk about it? <laughs> but there are people who are very much, this is my person. They've mm-hmm. either enhanced my life in some way or changed my life in some way. And they feel very strongly. And so, you know. It's, yeah. it, and then and Johnny Depp is very much I mean, look, he's been across so many decades, like our parents are, <laughs> you know, people like he's everyone knows him. Yes. So, yeah, big deal. OK, broads, before we uh, we really dive into this, we do have to take a quick pause. And I have to say not to brag, but I consider myself a bit of a hot sauce expert. I think you are, too. I, I really I really do think I am. I can tell you right away which sauce is going to pair best with your tacos, your pizza, your pasta. I dump hot sauce on everything, um, all based on specific tastes and threshold for spice. But even after becoming well acquainted with just about every hot sauce known to mankind, there's one clear standout by a mile, a sauce that goes well with everything it is true i mean everything whose flavor profile is so rich it is so robust it's unlike anything else and that is truff oh my it's truff truff and it is top rated too i gotta tell you it's a line of luxury pantry staples staples yes including hot sauce that's designed to uh i'm see i'm stumbling over my words because i'm just my mouth is watering caught up thinking about truff it really is incredible it's designed to elevate every single dining experience i remember trying it for the first time after seeing it talked about everywhere and it was amazing i'm constantly trying to recreate that experience of trying it for the first time Truff feels, looks, and even tastes luxurious. And now they've grown into so much more than just hot sauce. They make a variety of pantry products, like I was saying, that will add life to any meal, like 
pasta sauces. I'm pretty sure they had like a top rated. I think it was like top rated on Amazon or something. Their their uh, pasta sauce, mayo, even truffle oil, which I also cook with constantly. It is so good. Each oh. product is infused with 100% real black winter truffle or white truffle, which is why the flavor hits you right away. There's no synthetic mm. or artificial fa- uh, flavoring ever. Mm. Uh, also, broads, truff products make great gifts yes. i've given them to numerous people and then the boxes are are really they're beautiful the boxes are beautiful <sighs> the, the packaging is unbelievable it it's is. like the sexiest hot sauce i've ever seen yes. in my life it's a fantastic gift and then you're gonna you're gonna gift something to someone I that they're gonna want to keep getting they love Come it on. you know what i mean uh you're, you're you're giving them a new taste in life yeah. okay truff has been featured on oprah's favorite things three times okay and was named best wow. seller of the year on the today show so it's pretty much a guarantee hit Whoever you give it to. Get 15% off everything at Truff. T-R-U-F-F. F as in fire. Dot com. Promo code chatty. That's 15% off everything at Truff. Dot com. Promo code chatty. I think this would make, make an excellent Father's Day gift or even a Mother's Day gift. Fantastic. As a Mother's Day gift, I want to be drenched in Truff. Yes. Okay. Bathe in Truff. <laughs> Bathe in Truff. Truff.com. Um, so, Broads, I'm sure we've all noticed that everything is expensive right now. Ugh. Like everything. <laughs> we can stand to be saving money wherever possible. But especially if you are running a small business, we know firsthand that those quote unquote small expenses can really add up. One super simple way to cut costs is by using stamps.com for all your mailing and shipping needs. The stamps.com brings the post office to you while saving you time, money, and stress. All you need is your home computer and a standard printer, and you have everything you need to never go to the post office again. It just takes a few minutes to get set up, and you can use stamps.com to compare shipping times and rates across different carriers. You can create shipping labels. You can schedule pickups. You can even track your shipments from pickup to final delivery. It's pretty awesome. And the savings? Oh, that's the best part. When you use stamps.com, you'll get access to savings that you can't even get at the post office, like 30% off USPS rates and 86% off UPS shipping rates. 86%. Do you know how much money you save with Wowie. that? That is wild. Uh, if you have to ship and mail things anyway, you might as well save money in the process by using stamps.com. I use it for everything um, from shipping out like mailing packages to friends and family, holidays. I mean, shipping back uh, returns. Yeah. I was going to say all my returns, mm-hmm. everything. Start mailing and shipping with stamps.com and keep more money in your pocket every day. Sign up with promo code chatty for a special offer that includes a four week trial plus free post in a digital scale, no long-term commitments or contracts. Just go to stamps.com, click on the mic at the top of the page, enter code chatty. Yes, it is. Okay, so let's kind of just do an overview, if if you will, if that's even possible. But so many people have just been like, I don't even know what's going on. I don't even know how to, where to even start. Um, could you kind of just provide a cursory overview? I guess we should start with what the actual trial is, which it's a defamation case. Yeah, it's a defamation case that Johnny is bringing against Amber. He's suing her for $50 million for an op-ed that she wrote in the Washington Post in December of 2018. In that, she basically said, two years ago, I became the face of domestic violence. And we know that, you know, their divorce was in 2016, or this is when this alleged, you know, argument that led to him having a restraining order happened. So he's pointing to particularly that paragraph is like, you're defaming me. So Mm -hmm. this was interesting because I already want to pause there. I hadn't actually, I guess, even looked at the article. And then when I clicked on the article, I was a little bit confused because I was like, 
oh, kind of there's the one sentence that says, you know, I became a public figure representing domestic abuse. And the rest is talking in very it's a brief article. The rest is very um, sort of abstract talking about how women are punished for coming forward. Um, So correct me if I'm wrong, but from what I saw Did Amber ever publicly release anything aside from her court documents asking for a restraining order that were made public? Not that I know of. Okay. I mean, everything I know of is things that came out in the UK trial. And I think that's where people get confused because it's like, okay, there was this UK trial where all of this evidence was already put out to the public. Right. And so that's... To me, that's where it's. I'm getting all of this information. I don't know of anything else other than the op-ed outside of that. Okay, so yeah, I kind of just want to break this down then because from from what I have been able to find was that she, right after their divorce, filed for a temporary restraining order against Johnny Depp that alleged um, domestic violence. And then those documents uh, were obtained by TMZ and then released. And that's kind of when that all came out. And then with the UK trial, what happened was the son said, why is J.K. Rowling putting Johnny Depp in the, I believe the headline was something like when he's a wife beater. Yeah. Um, and then so he sued them for for libel. And then the it was only a 16 day trial, which is. Oh, wow. I didn't realize it was that short. Yes. <laughs> Comparatively. Yeah. <laughs> This one's supposed to wrap up by Memorial Day weekend. Yeah. Um, Anyway, so so and then during that. So I just kind of wanted to break that down. And then during that trial, evidence was brought up. um, They both each testified, I believe. And then the judge ruled that it was not liable because the judge ruled that there were these domestic violence incidents. Um, So anyway, I kind of just wanted to break that down because I was confused. I guess I had thought that Amber had uh, released had published certain things like documenting the the alleged abuse. I think it was just those pictures. It was okay. the pictures that, yeah, the tabloids got a hold of. And I think it just sort of like kept going out. It rolled out from there, right? Everyone was like, made their own assumptions about right. what had happened based on that. That was, I, I remember, that's like kind of the only thing that I really knew coming into this. It was like, I remember years ago seeing those photos. So then the the initial, um, w- when he was uh, going against the son, was Amber involved in that at all or no? She was there to, I guess, testify, Okay, you know, because babies. they had to be able to say like, you know, what what happened, right? And, uh, right? and so she was there for sure. Okay. Um, and that's where a lot of this, you know, uh, these exhibits came out. That they because he had to. to he had to prove that he did not, in fact, warrant the title of wife beater. Got it. Okay. Article. Okay. Um, so, okay, sorry. I interrupted you back on back on track with what <laughs> you're talking about this about this current defamation case. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, he's suing for fifty million dollars, and um, she counterclaimed for a hundred million dollars. I, I guess alleging that there was like this campaign of sort of like trying to silence her and ruin her and destroy her, those sorts of things. Like she was um, being called a liar. So then yeah. she's like, "I'm going to sue you for calling me a liar." <laughs> so um, people keep asking, you know, why is this taking place in Fairfax County, Virginia? And it's 
mostly, I think it's basically because the Washington Post servers live in Fairfax County. And since it was published online and, and, and Johnny is making a very big point of saying, I saw the online article and that is the one I'm suing for. Um, that is why it's in Virginia. And so all of this evidence that came out in the UK trial is now being re-brought out again. And a lot of these people, because again, you said it, it was years ago. This is 2016. We're in 2022. Right. Have to now have like depositions, you know, about things that I don't, you know, I don't even remember yesterday what I wore, what I ate, what I <laughs> sure. did. You know, can you imagine having to like keep track? I mean, like Judge Judy said, if you're telling the truth, you never have to like remember, but <laughs> <Yeah>. still. <laughs> oh no, like, so the day, today we're recording it, Wednesday, you've been posting about all these different security guards that, and there there is one in particular who just fucking killed me because, what's his name? Al- Alejandro Romero. Alejandro, yeah. So he was just like, I'm, I'm over this. I like, I don't want to be involved in this case. I'm tired. Everybody's got problems. And <laughs> I mean, he's just vaping. He's in his car getting <laughs> deposed, vaping. Um, and then at the end, just like drives off without a seatbelt. Like, I mean, it's like he can't take it anymore. I, I it's Alejandro, I'm pretty sure lives in LA. I need to find him and I need to buy him a drink because, yes, homeboy is stressed out. <laughs> but, and I think those just go to show he's like, I don't remember. Like, I have no personal connection with these people. How do you expect me to remember my interactions with them at work? Yeah. Like, um, I wasn't besties with Johnny Depp. <laughs> like, I just brought them their packages. Like, right. And, and especially being like, you know, sworn in under oath. And you're just kind of like, I don't remember all the details at this point. Oh, so. Um, all right. So he's suing her. She countersued. Um, OK, why? Oh, and also two questions. Why do you believe that he chose to sue her personally instead of The Washington Post, which published it? And then also, why do you think they both agreed to televise it? You know, the televised part is really interesting. I mean, I think I know why Johnny totally. did it. And it's like the same answer for why he's suing her. Like, mm-hmm. he wants to clear his name, mm-hmm. plain and simple. I think he knows if he has good lawyers, which it seems like he does. You know, there's mm-hmm. like eight of them at that table. He's paying mm-hmm. a lot of money for these people. They've advised him it's going to be really difficult to prove defamation when you're a public figure, especially when... You know, another court has already found, you know, certain things, you know. So, but the public opinion is way different than anything else. And he obviously loves his career. He wants to work again. Right. And if any studio out there watches this trial and believes him, they can say, look, I'm comfortable hiring this man because he went and fought to clear his name and didn't go his way. But it doesn't all the time. So plain and simple, I think that's why he agreed to it. I don't know why she would agree to it. I mean, I don't know too much of the backstory. And what I hear is that she tried to have the case moved to California. She tried different things. So I don't know if she fought the televised part okay. or not. So that I'm not too sure of. Well, okay. and I imagine she's probably ha- has to have a certain headspace after he lost the suit against the son. So that's another yeah. thing, too, where she's like a judge already ruled that this did take place. So, I mean, mm-hmm. I got I guess there's got to be a certain air of like, well, what do I care if it's televised? Because the same thing's going to happen again. 
Well, and she's fighting for her career, too. I mean, let's be real. I mean, right. neither one of them, one of them is going to be a branded a liar at the end of this. And yeah. can their careers survive it? I mean, I do think Johnny's can. Amber's? I don't know, you know? Well, and what did happen to her career after, I, I was under the impression that she also lost opportunities after everything that went down between them. I, yeah, I mean, look, I, I, I fully admit this. Like, I was never really an Amber Heard fan to begin with. Mm-hmm. So, you know, um, but it doesn't make me impartial in this case. It really doesn't. Like, I'm, like, looking at the facts. So, but I didn't follow her enough to know, like, what she what she didn't or didn't get. Right. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm not really sure, but I have to imagine she did, right? Because sure. nobody wants to, t- this is very... You know, and and that's probably part of her counterclaim. That's uh, the wrap up of what the actual trial is about. Now, what we've only seen so far is um, the prosecution. I've learned it's plaintiff. I kept saying prosecution when I first started. And I got a lot of lawyers like, no, this is a civil case. You have a plaintiff Plaintiff. and a defendant. Yes. Plaintiff. Okay. 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 So we've only heard from the plaintiff's thus far from their witnesses from there it's kind of funny because i was getting questions last night and some people are like well why haven't we heard from a therapist that's on amber's team and i'm like okay well hold on they're we coming will. they're <laughs> coming yeah yeah we, we have to hear from the plaintiff's side first yeah it's like don't you watch people's court like this is where i've learned all my yeah we're gonna like they're gonna rest their case and then like amber's side is gonna go do you think there's an advantage from everyone getting to sort of hear mm. the uh, sort of this, this a certain perspective first versus second uh, not really because you know again what ends up happening right you have your direct and then you have your counter uh your cross-examination and then you have your redirect so you're always okay. ending on the other side so it kind of goes back and forth so i don't really think it matters and then you have your closing statement so i think it's it's you know i think oh, it'll be even although i will say that johnny depp as a, I was listening to someone cover this and and uh, oh, Court Report TV podcast actually, and they were covering it and they were saying like, we've never quite seen a witness like Johnny Depp before who is allowed by their attorneys and the other attorneys to really wax poetic in every single response that's given, like that, ten or twelve minute long responses. It was, I knew at that moment this was going to be the greatest trial I've ever witnessed. And like, I think that was when I I buckled down and I was like, I'm in this for the long haul. And everybody was like, why wouldn't, you know, the, the opposing, you know, legal team object to that? And I was like, because honestly, this might work out for them because mm, the more he just talks and rambles on, they might look at that as like, see, like this one, <laughs> this one. But right. um, it was every moment is just so interesting to me from, you know, his accent to the way he talks. And um, it's, I'm riveted. I'm so riveted. I feel like I know more about Johnny and Amber than they know about themselves. (laughs) I think that's how everyone, I think that is what makes this unique though, is because everyone's kind of feeling that regardless of who you are hating or loving or whether you are feeling impartial, I think everyone is feeling very drawn in by, I mean, I'll just speak from my from for myself. I think that there is something really unique about laying out every piece of this dirty laundry, every fight, every text, every everything. And to watch that as a viewer and be like, 
I recognize some of this like even really dark shit in some of my own relationships that I've been in. Um, so and I I was saying like I think anyone I mean, you'd be really healthy. I've been in a lot of unhealthy, not a lot of, but I've been in unhealthy relationships. So I will say some of it's triggering because I've gone through this. Like, you know, people keep asking me, well, who's recording all these things? And I'm like, well, you know, I think a therapist told them to record themselves. Johnny introduced it first because he said, you know, Amber, you you do these things and then the next day you act like they don't happen. I'm going to record us. So she was aware of it. Then the recording started, you know, turning into like secret recordings. And that was very much like listening to that audio. I I have audio on old phones sitting in drawers of exes because they were so, you know, crazy. I was like, I'm going to record this. Right. And the next day I'm going to play it for you. So you hear like what an asshole you are. Um, right. So I've been there. And then I've also been like, God, I hope I never, I never end up in a suit for any reason because <laughs> I have text messages that live on a server somewhere that I'm saying awful things to people. So we're all human. Like it, it happens. And so I'm able, I think I'm able to like look through, look past some of these things as like, this is human behavior. If you act like it's not, please, nobody's holier than thou. Yes. 100%. Okay. So let's talk about the, the audio recordings for a minute, because this has been something that's been talked about a lot on social media. And for someone who has not been tuning in, what are these audio recordings? What have they sort of revealed thus far? I mean, the ones we've heard so far, the one they replay a lot is the one that happened. Well, we're saying we don't have a date for it, but Johnny comes in and he starts slamming uh, cabinets around and you see Amber, you know, setting up the, the, I guess the phone and he comes over, he grabs a, a wine bottle, pours like this huge mega pint as it's referred to, mega pint of wine. And, you know, he's sort of like, you know, he's clearly agitated. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, And then he notices the camera and then there's like a, like a kerfuffle. (laughs) There's Mm -hmm. a scuffle. We don't know. And that's the one they show a lot. Um, And again, I can see both sides of this because if this is from the day he finds out that his, all his money has been like a lot of his money has been stolen, which is what he's, you know, alluding to. Like I found out someone was taking advantage of me and all like I was wiped out with all this money. I could understand why you came in angry and started like slamming cabinets and that sort of thing. Um, so that was the that was like the the main audio they show over and over. Um, a lot of the other audio is very much, it's very dark. You know, there's the audio they played yeah. at the end of his. Uh, one day, I think his second day of testimony, where they had had that fight. And May 21st, 2016 is sort of like the crux. That was the big fight that led to Johnny getting a restraining order. Um, and after that fight, they had a meeting and he was threatening to cut himself. Yeah. And so you hear Amber on there like, don't cut yourself, don't yeah, cut yourself. Yeah, and it sounds dark. very dark. And the way he explains it is like, I was saying like, cut myself because I was saying, just take my blood. You've taken everything else from me. Mm. The only thing I have left is my blood. So like, just take it. So again, you hear both of these stories. It's like both of these people are telling you stories. They're both actors. You don't know who to believe. And so you take it all in. And that's why to me, the witnesses are the biggest part of this story, because I want to listen to what they say, because some of them just have no stakes in this, right? Other than just getting the truth out there. Sure. Mm -hmm. And I think also like um, 
it's just, I, I think what's really important for people to take in and remember too is that when you are looking at these pieces of evidence, when you, I think there's a million different ways you can create a narrative behind them. So, you know, I have a big issue. I've talked about it plenty, but I have a big issue with like a certain account, the way they cover the trial, because just there was even the framing of that footage and being like, look, you can tell the way that she's prodding him and poking him and and, and urging him to react. And it's kind of like, okay, even if that is happening, that is not necessarily like a character indicator that means this person has always been pushing this person to do, th you know, it's like, I think... When you're taking these certain sound, literal sound bites, I think we have to be careful to not craft a greater narrative about how, about what that means for their relationship, right? Like Totally. And I think that, look, Amber Heard could absolutely, you know, the doctor, the, the psychotherapist, you know, who analyzed her, you know, said she has bipolar disorder and uh, what was it? No, I can't remember oh, the word. Oh, I have a, I have a <laughs> notes for that one. But, histrionic personality disorder. Yes. And like list off all of these traits, you know, anger, cruelty, attention seeking. She could absolutely be all of those sure. things. But them together was creating some sort of toxicity that he was reacting to. And whether that was because of his, you know, past childhood trauma, sure. and he was seeing her as his mother. We don't know. But... It was toxic both ways because, yeah. and I think that's pretty evident. Well, and have you dove into the UK kind of trial evidence at all? Because I kind of went last night and I was like, oh, all right. So it's kind of important for people to keep in mind that we are going to now hear from the defense and they've got a lot of shit on each other. Exactly. And so I've been, you know, as I've been posting the recaps, I've been hesitant to show ahead, I would say, like sure. show evidence that isn't being shown in this trial, because I I want us to like act Play like we're the, the jury. Um, but, you know, I do peek ahead myself. You know, people were very much like you have to look at her deposition. So I did I did look at that and I would say very strange. Her behavior was very strange in that deposition. Um, but. I haven't gone too far ahead in the evidence. I'm trying my best not to, but I know sure. I know I'm going to dive in. And yeah, I mean, she's still going to come on and 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 apparently it's going to be next week. They say she's going to be on the stand as early as next week. So we're going to hear her side. You know, obviously she'll get cross-examined, but we're going to hear stuff that we haven't heard before. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay, so some of the stuff we've covered, we ha they have these audio recordings. And essentially, I guess just to break it down, what what he has to prove if he was to win this case technically, like in court for the for the jury uh, to declare the defense guilty, he would have to prove that she was not the correct me if I'm wrong. From my understanding, she would have he would have to prove that she was not the, a victim of domestic abuse from him. And that she knowingly lied when she wrote that in the op-ed. That, that is my understanding from a defamation okay. lawyer who slid into my DMs. And I'm very grateful for these people who are helping me along the way is that it's not just enough to prove, you know, that it didn't happen on his case. It ha he has to prove that she knowingly lied about it. And if she believes that 
she was abused and, you know, then that's going to be really hard to prove. Right, exactly. And I think so. Yeah, because I was going to ask for him to for him to disprove that. Is is there is there from from the the jury's perspective is there a diff is there a difference between physical abuse and emotional abuse? Right. I mean, her yeah. the exact words were two years ago. I became a public figure representing domestic abuse, which oh. is very general. That so is I, very I, general. I, yeah. I personally, my opinion, kind of like you said, I don't think that there's any way that he can win this. I really don't see that unless there's like some piece of evidence that comes in where she's like, I lied that he ever abused me. Like, I don't see that being possible. But like you said, I don't think that's the point of this at all for him. Yeah. He gets a chance to take the stand and tell his side to the public. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Like to, and to say his side of the story. And so at the end of the day, I don't think it, it matters if it if it doesn't come to anything because he already has had a chance to tell his side. And so many people are hanging on to every word. Yeah. And I mean, I think there's people like, you know, sometimes I'll see comments on certain accounts and, you know, people who are like, you know, I didn't even, you know, care about Johnny before, but now I'm totally team Johnny. So it's like he's turning people who were like neutral into Mm -hmm. fans. So, I mean, it's definitely, I I think at this point it was like the only move he had left. Right. Mm. Because what were you going to do? Yeah. He didn't want to give up his career. And right know. Right. And uh, so people were asking me in the questions last night, like, oh, if you were on the jury, which way would be swayed? Do you think the trial is cut and dry? And to that, I sort of say, like, I think you are the jury, dear friend. (laughs) Like, (laughs) you already are the jury. That's the point of this trial. So true. Okay, broads, one more quick interruption here. I, I really, really, really don't like spending my free time in the kitchen, but... I also really, really like eating fresh, healthy meals. So you see the pickle that leaves me in, right? Okay, but thanks to Factor, I can now have fresh, never frozen, fully prepared meals delivered right to my door. Eating clean 24-7 is now a total breeze. No meal prep or grocery list required. Okay, first of all, we got to talk about these meals that Factor has to offer. Um... They're delicious. They're so good. And they're so convenient, dude. You're like, oh, I can have like a full meal with like no prep at all. It's- oh, it just shows up in your in my mouth. It is so good. It's all good. They've got 29 options each week. They got stuff like Monterey spinach chicken with sun-dried tomato alfredo, cauliflower gratin, and presto salmon. I can't even pronounce this. That's how fancy it is. Uh, salmon with cream spinach with tomato butter. Or we got Gray's favorite spicy jalapeno beef bowl with popolana oh, cauliflower so mash. I mean... These meals are restaurant quality, y'all, and you don't have to do anything except enjoy them. Factor works with a team of registered dietitians and expert chefs to make the best, most nutritious meals that that are equal parts delicious and good for you. All it takes is two minutes and your Factor meals are ready to eat. They're so good. That's faster than you can even order a pizza, okay? Honestly, Factor has something for everyone. We're talking vegan, vegetarian, so many other options. With Factor, you'll never be bored, that's for sure. Stop spending your weekends meal prepping or grocery shopping today and start eating well with factor head to go.factor75.com slash chatty120 and use caddy chat code chatty120 to get 120 dollars off okay pay attention because this is a lot go.factor75.com slash chatty120 it will get you 120 dollars off also our sponsors are always linked in our 
episode description. Yes, they are. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so let's just kind of go down into some of the hot topics of the trial so far. There are some crazy ones. I don't even know where to begin because we have fingers being cut off, poop on the bed, makeup company scandals. We've got, I mean, I don't even, embryos. Like, there's so much. And there's so much. Okay, one thing that I thought was really interesting was there's been a lot of discussion and a lot of people asking last night about this whole topic of outfit mirroring. Yes. Um, I You haven't heard about this? No. Okay, there's been a <laughs> lot of speculation about this whole outfit what? mirroring situation. And it was interesting, too, that the Dr. Shannon Curry, who testified yesterday, brought it up as one of the, uh, like... Traits. Yeah, one of the traits of people who have... Was it, I think it was, the, was it the three, six code type or the BPD? I can't remember which one she gave her like a couple, but that they would want to basically dress like people that they want to be near. Um, and so people kept and noticing that every time he would have an outfit, the next day she would show up basically in a mirrored outfit. You know, there was like the, I guess there was like a Gucci B on his necktie. And then the next day she came in with a Gucci B and to be like, he came in with a ponytail and the next day she came in with a ponytail. And Whoa. so um, I never, I didn't look into the psychiatry of it, but I was just like, cause at some point I felt like it stopped. But then he mentioned, you know, that their nicknames for each other were Steve and Slim for Lauren Bacall and Humphrey Bogart, who, you know, met each other. And it was like the next day she came in looking very Lauren Bacallish. It was like very, you can't write this. No, and it, and also just from what I've heard, like people's outfits for trials are very, like generally very calculated yes. in the sense of how yeah. they want to present to the jury. And so, yeah, there, there were some where, Jess, where it was literally like structured, na- like, I mean, I, I don't know if it was this exactly, but it was like structured Navy suit he would wear, like with the tie and buttoned all the way up to the top. And then she would wear like that same thing the next day. The next day. day. And so it's like, is this a taunt? Is this a like, what, what is it? That was strange. Yeah, I think people were trying to say it was, you know, her way of, I don't know if it was like her weird controlling thing. It, it, they were trying to like harken Make it, it back to yeah. like the abuse though that she would put sure. on him. Sure, which, yeah, I, I don't, that's one of those things where I'm like, I don't think we'll ever know where that's coming from. Yeah, I mean, I, again, these people, what's in their head, no clue. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We are far from being in their position, uh, at least right now, thankfully. Um, So, okay, another thing I want to talk to you about is something I haven't seen other accounts necessarily talk about, but um, his friendship with Marilyn Manson. And and you kind of spoke about this in your live last week, and I felt like you gave some interesting, just kind of personal insight about that. And so, first of all, I guess just to sort of break it down is people are are bringing up that he had a very close relationship with Marilyn Manson. And, you know, there have been some pretty um, atrocious allegations against Marilyn Manson with his um, former. Was it his wife or is just his Evan Rachel Wood? Was yeah. she his he, wife? I, I believe remember. partner partner Former partner yeah. Evan Rachel we'll Wood. say partner. Um, yeah. But I was kind of interested in just sort of hearing your your sort of perspective on that, because you kind of say both sides. You were like, well, but also. I think that Amber's team clearly is very smart in the names that they are bringing up 
in the trial. Marilyn Manson, I mean, they brought up in the opening statement. And so I was like, we know where this is going. Yeah. Um, we have to discredit Johnny because, you know, you are the who you keep, right? The people you're around, that's the saying. Um, so they knew bringing him up would have the jurors' eyes, you know, eyebrows raised. And then just the other day, they wanted to introduce into evidence a text message from Ryan Adams, which there was, you know, a lot, I think. A lot of Mandy allegations. Moore and yeah, yeah. And so there was, I think they're very specific about making sure you are friends with these people. So what does that say about you? Um, and I can look at it on the other side and say, Hollywood is a very tiny place. Mm-hmm. And um, you sometimes might be friends with people who you don't even know what's happening. You don't even know what they're doing, right? Because mm-hmm. also that's another thing about Hollywood is, is everyone's such a narcissist. They only <laughs> care about what they're, they're doing. They actually don't care what someone else is doing. They're like, oh, you're super famous, so let's associate together, but I never ask you any questions about you. Yeah, I mean, sure. look, remember that the Kanye, it was Kanye, Julia Fox, and who else was at that... Um, Madonna. Madonna. I mean, that's what Hollywood is. It's just like a bunch of rich people in a room together that probably don't know what the other one's doing tomorrow. Sure, sure. (laughs) Um, And you brought up, you were like, you're like, dude, sometimes we're friends with people who they've got who knows what kind of shit going on in their personal life. And, you know, you're friends and sometimes you don't even know what's going on. But then you also brought up, you're like, However, this relationship, we're talking two bestie friendship tattoos. Like, that's a really close friendship. I mean, Marilyn is the the godfather, my understanding from an article I read, godfather to Lily Rose. So that, you know, the little what I call nephews and nieces in my life, you know, Mm -hmm. those people, I know pretty much everything about them. There's not like much we don't know about each other, if anything. So that is what I think makes that particular relationship interesting because it's not like Marilyn's, these charges against Marilyn are brand new. They're right. they're going back some time. Okay, another thing that I just want to, I personally want to get clarity on is the whole night in Australia tip of the finger incident. I'm really confused on as to where this plays in with the timeline as a whole and what is kind of, going what is being contested here what are they going back and forth on in terms of the details of this night and what's the significance in the trial um my understanding i feel like this was in 2014 because i it's whenever pirates of the caribbean 5 was being filmed Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um and i think it was to show they're trying to show that johnny was such a mess on that location that the Disney executives were not planning on renewing that franchise anyways already. Okay. Um, Because what happened is the op-ed came out December 2018 and two days later he it's announced that he's not going to be a part of the Pirates franchise anymore and he is correlating that with the op-ed directly. Right. They're trying to prove no, you were such a mess in Australia that when they saw you, they they already they already made it was their gonna decision. be it was gonna be a no go regardless. Okay. Exactly. So okay. that's what they're really trying to prove. So they're trying to prove, yeah, he was such a mess. He cut his own finger off. He had these, you know, complete you know coke binges while Marilyn Manson was there. Yeah, okay. they're just trying to show always late to set. That was something they really like. We're trying to push. Yeah. 
Oh, I, I, okay, that makes more sense to me now. So they're trying to show like this, this wasn't a loss from, okay, from anything of Amber's doing or her allegations. Okay, exactly. that, that makes a lot of sense. Um, okay, <laughs> there's another incident that has really stood out from this trial, and that is the poop on the bed allegation. And again, if you could kind of, is this just an instance of Johnny sort of, first of all, I'd love for you to kind of break down that story. And then also, is he just bringing it up to show how unhinged she is and kind of like trying to damage her credibility? Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, that was. So my understanding is it was Amber's birthday. She was having a birthday dinner. And that was the night that. Johnny had a meeting with his like business people to find out. And he'd found out he'd gotten like all this money stolen. He's like, I'm going to be late to dinner. She's like, okay, can you bring some, I think she wanted him to bring weed or something. He's like, cool. Yeah. Weed, wine or whatever. He shows up. He's like, not really in the mood. And she starts giving him attitude apparently okay. about like being late and they start fighting yada, yada. He says that like, she like punched him four times. Okay. And okay. then he leaves and then she was going to Coachella like the, that for that that weekend. Of course. He was going to come back like the next day. And I can't remember. I think he was talking to his secure, head of security maybe like, oh, I was going to come back. And he was like, oh, I don't think that's a good idea. And he's like, why? The housekeeper had apparently taken a photo of the bed and there is a turd in it. <laughs> and he's like sort of like laughing because it's so ridiculous. And then so, yeah. Like, so apparently what happens is like, Allegedly, she punches him four times. Someone takes a dump in the bed and then they blow out to Coachella. <laughs> anyway, so that's like, we don't know. And that's how she ended up getting the name in the UK trial, Amber Turd. Okay. Uh, I mean, that's actually, that's a good segue briefly into something that you posted yesterday on your Instagram. Uh, just a screenshot of an article showing how there were Johnny Depp fans showing up to the trial, you know, with signs saying, you know, boo, Amber Turd, etc. But then also how there have been people chasing her down, trying to follow her home, all these kind of things and how there is some rabid fangirling going on and it is scary. It is, um, if that's what's happening. You know, someone, I, I never know what to believe. Someone who right. slid in my DMs, I have to take these with a grain of salt, right? Of course. Of course so they're like, course. I live, you know, around the courthouse, you know, and I and I hang out there sometimes and they're like, it's really- <laughs> I it's hang really out at the courthouse <laughs> as one does. <laughs> and it's like really quiet outside. There's like one entrance where they come in and out and it's like really like relatively calm there. I don't see like a lot of drama, okay. but you know, obviously there's people who- probably are making multiple threats against her because there's people that just do not like her, despise her, hate her. So um, it's, I thought she would have already had security, honestly. Like it's right. probably the smartest thing to do. Um, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Just. Well, and I kind of want to just take a moment with that too, of like you said, you're like, take it from a grain of salt. This is someone in my DMs. I do just want to kind of give a shout out and tell people to be really cautious of when people are, you know, someone's reporting on getting tips from their like DMs or emails or from outside sources, because we have just even seen I, I was on The Bachelor. And so just with Bachelor Nation stuff, there have been reporters, journalists, if you will, who cover all of that stuff, who have 
had supposedly vetted these sources, verified their relationship to said people. And then there was a specific instance where it turned out it was total bullshit. Like some of and and they thought they had done their due diligence in receiving this information. And turns out they didn't take the proper procedures to mm -hmm. verify those relationships. And so I would just say be very, very careful to trust someone's word solely on the basis of them saying, I vetted these people and I know that they are related to or friends with these people. Therefore, you can trust what I'm saying in, in with the character references from inside sources. I think that that's... Be, please be cautious. Absolutely. Like, I love... Obviously, we all love being first, right? Like, it's, like, of so course. great to have a piece of info that you can share. But I refuse... Um, to like go to anything until I verify it myself personally. Right. Um, and if I can't, it's not going on. I don't care if you send me a screenshot, like right. I need to go, I'm going to go to the source. I'm going to make sure this is a real, like whatever it is. I just, it's too much. People are right. willing to spread anything. They really right. are. Well, and it's a reminder to me too, because even our initial first like take on this for myself personally, the only thing that I knew of and was basing my entire opinion on was uh, a few memories I had had from like four years ago when everything was announced. So, you know, just debt, like you were saying, the due diligence of research before uh, making like blunt statements, I guess. Yeah. yeah. And I think also like, uh, I just think there are, there are things that we will that we will never know for sure about yeah. what has happened in these people's private lives and behind closed doors. I don't think you can really ever know for certain. I, I don't see how anyone, you know, would know for sure what happens with Gray and I in our private arguments, like mm -hmm. unless they were there, you mm -hmm. know, and yeah. And it's obviously like it's just so and then it's so sensitive in this situation because it is such like, uh, you know, what? just talking about domestic violence of how many people who are observing this trial who have experienced this verbal abuse verbal yeah. abuse whether it's emotional physical whatever and people then obviously like wanting to like they have their own past and experiences with that and that's very real and then you know just this whole piece too of uh of we were talking before about like with the me too movement of making sure that women are seen in this you know but then you then are hearing about then Johnny's perspective. There's just so many. Yeah, there's so many layers and, and what he's gone through. And yeah, there's just there's a lot. Yes, there's a lot. It OK, is. another thing that has been a hot point has been this infamous Milani compact. All right. Here's what went down for people who didn't see it happen in the opening statements. Amber Heard's attorney held up this Milani compact one of those like, you know, it's got like the greens and the red, like the different shades. You can blend them or whatever. And she held it up and she said it was very specific wording. I will say she was like, this, this is the compact Amber carried in her purse from 2014 to 16 during their relationship. Saying that she had to carry around this compact to hide the the wounds, the the bruises and the marks from from Johnny attacking her you know beating her um so which and it was a strange choice because it was a brand new compact and then furthermore why don't you why don't you tell tell what happened yeah so milani like takes a screenshot of like okay that looks just like because it has that gold very signature right. gold mm -hmm. top 
and they go to their whatever brand book, their archive, lookbook, whatever yeah. they keep. Yeah, archive. And they're like, this compact didn't come out until December 2017. So if you couldn't have possibly been carrying it from 2014 to 2016, essentially, is what they're getting at. Um, obviously, for both sides, heard people in the makeup industry world say, there's other compacts that look just like it. Sure. Um and you know, you if you look at the screenshot, you can't really see Milani on the cover, which you okay. know. So I don't know which way this is going to go, but I do know that a TikToker took this, you know, information to Johnny's uh, attorney and emailed it to her, and um, so they have the information. Interesting, interesting, yeah, interesting. <laughs> And also, I mean, first of all, I have a hard time believing in the first place. I'm just not going to buy it that Amber Heard's carrying around Milani. I love the brand, but I'm just saying from what I know of her, I just don't think it would be Milani. Okay. No harm intended to the brand or lovers of the brand. I love them too. But also, I'm just like, okay, to me, I know everyone is like, this is proof that this is a lie. I was kind of like, isn't this a theatric? I mean theatric prop of sorts that's what you know people are saying i don't know why you needed a prop because it sure. wasn't like we had props the rest of the why that one particular thing you needed a prop for right. you know some people said because you know the the, the jury is heavily weighted men at least we um, don't well we know i think it was like eight and four only seven are active though Okay. Um, four were alternates and I know we lost one who, so I was replaced by an alternate. So we're probably down to 11, but I, or maybe it was 11, sorry, it was seven and four and now we're down to 10, but only seven are going to decide the case. Um, so I know there was more men when I saw the makeup of it. So maybe for some reason, Amber's attorney okay. thought I have to show them what a concealer pack looks like because they have no clue. Which, granted, would make sense in the context of there are a lot of testimonies given where people say they saw no marks. And then sort of the follow-up, which I do think makes sense, is, well, yeah, most people can't. My boyfriend, I'll have a full face of makeup on. And he's like, I love when you're so natural and barefaced <laughs> like this, you know? I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, <laughs> like there's a pound of makeup on right I'm now. I'm contoured to the heavens right now. So... Face is beat. (laughs) So I kind of get that in the context. I mean, I think that would sort of make sense, like you said, for the male jury of being like she would wear makeup to hide it. And you might hear testimony saying you couldn't see any of it. And this Mm -hmm. is why. Um, So I I guess I do get that. Um, Another big witness or one that I thought was a really big witness was the couples therapist. And this... I felt like was an interesting kind of look into the dynamics of their relationship. Yeah. I mean, I loved the couples therapist. I like to call her Lily Tomlin. Um, uh-huh. You're talking about Lily Tomlin, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. That one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, she was just, um, you know, again, I want to hear who, how, who Amber's experts are, because right sure. now it definitely right. seems like, Every expert sa- is making you sound like the aggressor. Naturally. So if you yeah. Don't, yeah, if you Fair. don't have anyone to counter that, then I have to believe that. And obviously hearing, you know, because there was audio um, or there was, I don't know if it was audio. She admitted to hitting him, right? Uh-huh. So we're mm-hmm. already hearing the audio where she's admitting to hitting yes. him and saying, uh-huh. I didn't punch yes. you. I just slapped you. Mm-hmm. So it's not like, that's not great. 
Right. You know? No. No. no not no. at all. Also, she, I mean, and this hasn't, oh, I actually, this has, I think this got brought up in opening the claims about the ex-girlfriends as well. Um, and I was just going a little bit back last night looking in Ta- Tasia. That's her ex-partner. I, I, I've heard someone say Tasha. So I don't know if, okay. like, if that's, you pronounce it Tasia or Ta- I don't know. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, it's phonetically spelled like Tasia. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so they had actually like Amber was, I believe, arrested about some argument that they had. And then Tazia said like, no, there was a misunderstanding. She didn't punch me. Um, and just kind of stood behind Amber on, on that point. So, I mean, that also is definitely dicey. Mm -hmm. Um, however, there was kind of one of the things that was kind of just thrown out there with nothing that I've seen to sort of back it up, but it was thrown out there was during the opening statements. Like I believe he said a number of, was it during opening statements? They said a number of Amber's girl, like girlfriends or ex partners have come forward to, Oh, I don't remember that part. Actually. You're you're telling me something. Shoot. Okay. I want to make sure this is accurate, but someone claimed whether it was Johnny Depp in or outside of the trial that her exes have multiple exes have come. Did you see that? Mm-mm. Okay. Oh, geez. All right. Take this with a grain of salt, people. <laughs> but I read somewhere that someone claimed either from his team or him that ex-girlfriends had come forward claiming that she had um, been a perpetrator like of abuse towards them. I knew about the one. The Tazia, um, yeah. Yeah. And that was why, you know, when uh, Dr. Curry brought up the notes that she was transcribing in the doing the psych eval for Amber. She was saying, um, you know, because she was getting count- uh, cross-examined by Amber's attorney. And she was like, didn't you see in the notes where Amber had made multiple, you know, she told her, you know, therapist that there was issues of domestic violence. And then her her attorney did say, I heard her say 2011. And, oh. and wasn't she with Johnny then? And Dr. Curry was like, well, I need to see the notes because, of course, they weren't handed to her. I need to see the notes because she was also with her ex then. And Mm. she was also seeing that same therapist at the Mm. same time. So if those those domestic violent things that she was reporting were part of that relationship, I would. And so, of course, she never gave her the notes. So, again, they're they're being also just as evasive of like, if she has this history... Sure. Or, and this is going to come up and shows a pattern. Sure. You know, sure. Yeah, not great luck. Sure. Mm-hmm. Sure. But so far, I haven't seen anything concrete on that front. Just, not yet. Just clarify. Not yet. Yeah. And so I'm like, you know, how many more witnesses we're going to get through on the on the plaintiff side? Yes. There's they, there's been a lot. Um, OK. So and one of the interesting ones that I wanted to bring up was the uh, psychologist this was a really interesting testimony. One, everyone was just noting how kind of sharp and on and on it she was. Great witness. Um, but there was a number of things that went down in her testimony. Was this the muffins? Yes, this was the muffins. Okay. So first of all, she said she had... Okay, first of all, Johnny Depp... And I was confused about this. Why was she... This ha- Okay, this... Okay, okay, let me start my thoughts. This kind of like intake, her meeting with Amber and doing this whole diagnosis happened in like 2021? 
Yeah, it was the the trial was delayed. So she was originally reached out to by she knew Camille Vasquez, who's one of Johnny's attorneys. Okay. And she was retained in January 2021. Okay. Then I think the case was postponed. And then in October 21, October 21, they were her role shifted and she was asked to do a psych eval because initially she was just hired to review like case material and provide sort of like her expert testimony or her, her expert opinions on the case materials that she was shown. Um, and so when that shift happened, that's where I also get confused because if the shift happened, how did we get to where Amber agreed to a psych evaluation? That's exactly what I was curious about. Right. Why is Amber consenting to this evaluation? That's what I was confused about. And so I don't like I I need to look into this because I'm like, did she agree to it? Because she was like, hey, I'm innocent. I'm fine. What do you need from me? Sure. Which is why it would make sense because Amber's attorneys were bringing up, well, like, did you let her know that before this happened, you were being wined and dined by the legal counsel? You know, like, right. Was she she introduced to Amber as like, here's a therapist. (laughs) But she didn't know the backstory that she had already been retained. Right. So this is something that Amber Heard's attorneys brought up, which was that she had uh, an initial meeting with Johnny Depp's legal team. The psychologist. Yeah, Yeah. the psychologist was. And I believe eventually Johnny was present as well. It was at Johnny's house, correct? Yes. Yes. And there was literally like, yeah, wine to dine straight up. Like they had dinner for three to four hours. Is there something there? Definitely, possibly. Like, I mean, I definitely have psychologists, psychiatrists, you know, telling me again, sliding into my DMs that it's completely inappropriate. You know, like in our field, me going out for happy hour to meet and and have an interview is really normal in entertainment, I think. Like, I think that's how how you do it. Of course. Um, But they look at it as like in the medical field. Not so much. But then you have doctors. Right. I, then I had doctors sign my DMs and said, no, doctors, that's how we get doctors to come over to our side. So I've heard all sides of it. So again, I'm like, there's no answer. It's about like what happened in this particular moment about whether it was appropriate. They right. met this woman and they she turned into someone who was evaluating Amber. How did that happen? Did Amber understand the full context? I don't know. I mean, and look, this is something that comes up just in trials in general. It comes up in murder trials. It comes up in every trial under the sun where it's like, how did this expert that you hired, right? Like this expert ultimately was paid for their service. How did they come upon these findings that correlate with the point you're trying to make here, right? Like I was, did you guys ever watch The Staircase on Netflix? Yes. I didn't. Okay, it's a great watch. watch It's a great watch. (laughs) But one of the major things that happened is they found out that this expert essentially there was there was blood splatters on the wall, and the expert was experimenting, basically trying to replicate the blood spatters like in the exact way that would mimic them. Whatever. Essentially, he was he was um, what would you call it? Like sort of fabricating or like really working hard to reach the conclusion that this was the cause of it, right? Like he, it was like after try 100 that right. like it landed <laughs> in the exact order. You know what I mean? Right. So, I mean, I think that that's something to also be like, okay, in the context when you're having a four hour sort of like intake, get to know you dinner with this person in the legal team that is going to try to make this other person look unstable, 
I mean, there, there, that is context. I'm so interested because I don't know, like, the ins and outs of the courtroom by any means. Is there, like, uh, a witness that comes in that is, like, that is, uh, evaluates both, you know, would evaluate both of them and is just, like, assigned by the court that there's no, like, this is Team Johnny, this is Team Amber? No, because each side brings forward their own expert witnesses. Right. That just, so so she would get her chance to bring forward an expert sure. that maybe had evaluated him. I, I'm, I'm just saying it's just so interesting to me that, like, in, like, the court of law that, you know, then you can pay an act. Like, you know, you have your own expert and they do the evaluation versus, like, having uh, a party that is neutral that evaluates both of them. Yeah. That seems yeah. so strange to me. And they get paid well. I mean, right. these experts, you know, they get paid really well. So it's, it's, and that's why having someone who clearly is as smart as clearly Shannon, Dr. Shannon Curry is, mm -hmm. is great because, you know, she was so engaging with the jury. She really broke things down so that it didn't feel over their head. Mm -hmm. And you know, it just made you feel she, she was trusted, right? She mm -hmm. just, she was so trustworthy. And I think that's why they get paid as much as they do, because getting people to believe someone who's getting paid a lot of money um, is hard. Yeah. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Well, and okay, before the muffin thing, which I want to talk about, I did think it was interesting that she diagnosed her with two things. One was borderline personality disorder. And I would, I just thought, why not just run through these? Because you have to have five out of these nine characteristics in the what's it called, the DSM? Mm -hmm. Yeah, the DSM to get diagnosed. One intense and 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 reading actually over these qualifications, I was like, damn, this is kind of heavy and kind of dark. Just like looking at her past, his past, you know, their childhood upbringings, all this kind of shit. Mm -hmm. Number one, intense fear of abandonment. Number two, a pattern of unstable interpersonal relationships. Number three, unstable self-image or sense of self. Four, impulsive behaviors like sex, eating disorders, substance abuse, etc. Uh, self-harming behavior, number five. Number six, instability and mood swings. Number seven, chronic feelings of emptiness. Number eight, inappropriate anger or difficulty controlling anger. And nine, paranoid idealization, delusions, or dissociation. So you only have to have five of those out of nine. So I mean, like... I. Anyway, just based on sort of what we've heard, it's like that I don't feel like that's a total like out of left field diagnosis just based on what we've heard in court, which is obviously yeah. from Johnny's side. It's um, true. And I mean, I don't know. I mean, I know that we've seen certain certain screenshots of the medication she was on. Um, so I don't but I don't know what she, if anything she was being treated for anything. I do know that the when the when Amber's team pushed back about like, well, her, none of the other therapists who've ever treated her have right. diagnosed her with this, you know, Dr. Curry quickly like snuck in like, well, but that doctor doesn't do diagnoses, mm. which again, you're learning all these things. Like, I didn't know there was doctors who didn't, didn't diagnose. diagnose. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Well, Let me bring out my Doogie Howser degree now. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Well, I know, and I was in mock trial in high school. So you're like, I'm Judge Judy, you know, educated. And I'm like, I'm Clovis High School mock trial educated. Come at me. And I've watched a, a good amount of Law and Order. So that's, that's where I'm at. Experts over here. Um, but okay, this was interesting, though. I did want to bring this up because the other one she diagnosed her with was histrionic personality disorder. And what is really interesting to me and in just this whole sort of theme of this trial, histrionic personality disorder 
actually originates with the diagnosis of hysteria, which was one of the first mental disorders ever. Dates all the way back to ancient Egypt with the causes, of course, being biological female issues such as uterine movement. Um, and these could be cured with prescribing sex to a man. You know, you must have, go have sex with a man to cure this. Or you must have, you know, abstain. Or it might be related to witchcraft. You know, hysteria was weaponized just over the centuries as as a way to dismiss a woman, to say she's crazy. And um, anyway, I just thought that that was kind of interesting that that is the origins of histrionic personality disorder. Sort of this... Um, female archetype of being crazy and hysterical. Yeah, that's, it sounded really archaic when she said it. So I'm glad you like took it back because it felt, I was like, this doesn't sound like a modern diagnosis. (laughs) Yeah, I hadn't, I didn't recognize that. And it's characterized by being like attention seeking and being really concerned with your image. And it's like, okay, so are we going to diagnose every one of these celebrities with histrionic personality disorder? Because... It seems like what we're observing here. Yeah. And I'm sure, yeah, I'm like, it's 99% women, if not 100% oh, women. I'm sure. who are, like, I don't know. Is this a man get diagnosed with hysteria, basically? Uh, no. Doubtful. No, no. no. Um, so, all right. The muffin thing, though. Can we talk about what happened with the muffins? You know, and this is why I knew she she was so eloquent in it. And when they started off, down the muffin train or muffin gate, whatever you want to call yeah. it. The minute she said, let me just explain myself so that we can get off the muffins. Cause clearly Amber's attorneys had been in depositions previously had been asking her about these muffins, but essentially <sighs> Dr. Curry has this high profile case. And she says in her office that when a high profile client comes in, they have a a procedure where it's like they have to like clear off half the office and, you know, make it secure for their high profile Of course, of course. So already her husband, I don't know if he works in the office or what, because of that procedure, he knew a high profile client was coming in. Added to that, she wanted to bring muffins in for Amber's meeting. And she was running late. And so she asked her husband (laughs) to please pick up the muffins. (laughs) He brings the muffins. She takes them to the meeting with Amber. Her and Amber enjoy some nice muffins. (laughs) During the meeting, she was like, maybe Amber said like, oh, these muffins are great. She's like, oh, you can thank my husband for these muffins because he was the one who was picked them up. Amber then went to her attorney. That's what it sounds like. Yeah. And said, and her husband brought me muffins because he knew I was the client. It's like, no, that's not what happened. And she explained it so well. I think the jury could easily understand that, no, I just got some muffins and Amber happened to eat the muffins. (laughs) Which I don't understand. I'm like, okay, so were they trying to object to her credibility? Because they're trying to say like, she's just a gossip who is even running her mouth to her husband saying that she has a celebrity client. Like, yeah, I, and that, that she was so excited to right. have this, yeah, celebrity client bragging and yeah. So I suppose what they would try to go about is being like, then it's not m- much to imagine that she would perhaps do anything for the even bigger celebrity client, Johnny Depp, who contracted her to do this. So that's the other thing. There's been a lot of criticism of Amber Heard's attorneys. And I did want to say a little bit of perhaps justice for Amber's male attorney. Can't remember what his name is. You actually he's brought like, this up today. Yeah, he's in like the back row. We don't know him. He's not <laughs> Rottenborn and he's not Elaine. So he's yeah. nobody. Just kidding. <laughs> 
well, he really got really got torn to shreds by the internet because. And actually, I was die. It was funny because you posted about this today on Wednesday on your story, and someone else had been DMing me about it because there was this whole viral clip where he was asking, he was doing a cross examine, and so he was asking the witness a question, and then the witness started talking, and he said, "Objection, hearsay," and then the judge said, "You asked the question," and then he kind of goes, "Oh," uh, 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 and everyone kind of smirks, and then we move on. However, I was confused because I remember from mock trial Clovis high school oh. state championships that you can. So 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 when the when the witness started to speak, the assistant. No, I don't remember who he was. House manager, he house was manager, the house manager in London. Manager. And he also went to Australia. Yeah. Okay. So the house manager starts saying, well, Dr. Keppel told me or whatever. And then that's when the attorney goes objection hearsay. So. I understand he was objecting to what he was about to say because you can ob- an attorney can't object to a witness saying something and say, well, that's hearsay because he started to say, Dr. Keppel told me whatever. And so that's what I understood it as. But then you said attorneys were kind of saying two different things. Yeah, I mean, I think it's because he he's not supposed to say objection. I guess he's supposed to say non-responsive or something. There's a way he's supposed to object and he didn't object right. Or, yeah, maybe he said hearsay and he was supposed to say non-responsive. Maybe he was supposed to say objection non-responsive. He just didn't do it right. And so they're saying the judge was still right because it's not her job to correct him on the way he's supposed to object. But but she did say, like, you asked the question, which to me... He was objecting to his response. Wrong, exactly. It's like, it's it's that she... So, you know, I think... um, And I think that's why he was flustered because he was probably... Confused. Number one is in his Clovis High School mock jury <laughs> trial, you know, and he went to law school after that. Like he did more, and then, um, and then he's like, "I thought that was a thing." I like he, you know, he went home that night and was like, "This is this is he a cried, thing. He, yeah." He, he, he he's like, "You guys, I was right. Everyone on the internet's making fun of me, but I was right." I will be waiting for his TikTok duet, <laughs> being like, "I went to Stanford and." <laughs> <laughs> but I kind of did want to shout him out and be like, all right, everyone was trying to clown on him. But like I, I and I heard from other attorneys, too, where they're like, I actually think I get what he was trying to do here. He wasn't someone, acting a total fool. And someone also pointed out, and I don't know if this is true because I don't know where her attorneys are from. Someone was saying it could also be an issue of like non-Virginia attorneys oh. being in Virginia or like California attorneys being like in a different state. So I don't know if that's the case because I feel like this would be a universal thing. Sure. Or maybe even like a civil suit versus like some other sort of, who knows? Yeah. But I just wanted to shout him out. <laughs> I know he's having a hard week for sure after that. Oh my God. There's like, he's like, there's so many more memes that are going to come out of these next four weeks. It's like, oh. Oh my goodness. Poor man. Okay. Um, another thing, two more things. Two more things, and then we'll let you get out of here. <laughs> but one, what is the purpose? And a lot of people are asking this. Why is alcohol and substance abuse brought up so much? Of like, is that an attempt to attack each of their credibilities? What is sort of the relevance in this trial? Yeah, I mean, I think it's been really easy for to point at people who have substance abuse issues and say, like, see how they have no control over this thing. How can you expect them to have control in any other parts of their life? I think there's that aspect 
of, you know, um, the stigma attached to using substances. I also think they want to show that they kept pointing out blackouts. You don't even remember what you did because you were always blacked out, you know? So I think there's that element of it too. And then I think the, like the, another point could also be when Johnny was in his moments of sobriety showing how she wasn't supporting him and she, she fueled, you know, by like, never stopping drinking or like doing these substances with him or having people around who did substances in their house. So um, I think all of that. Right. Or perhaps they're trying to undermine her credibility by being like, was her perspective on these situations warped because she was under the influence of drugs or alcohol? Um, Interesting. Okay. And then finally, your understanding of Elon Musk's role in all of this. You know, I need to go down a much deeper dive with the Elon thing. But, you know, look, we hear the fee theories, the um, conspiracy theories of, you know, Amber's baby daddy, because she has this baby that's by a surrogate. And there was this, apparently there was an embryo thing that happened. I don't know the story behind it, but like fighting over embryos. And so they did date. When did they date? Uh, they dated right after, I And think. that's contested, too, of when they began to date, yeah. whether they had an affair. So I think it was, like, but 2016, I thought 2016, 2018, I thought there was, like, I don't know if it was always consistent, but I thought it was in there. So, you know, there's theories about him, you know, being the baby's father. There's theories about him just being, like, her bankroll, you know? Like, she's gone on and just, like, he has been able to sort of bankroll her life after that. Um so, and then, then just the cheating, like that he was cheating with her. He was in the, you know, they have video of him in the elevator, but this was after the May 2016 incident. But, you know, Johnny's saying she cheated, you know, well before that with, you know, James Franco and, and yeah. Elon and all of these people. So, well, and what was interesting is that they were both, I mean, we heard that both of them were cheating on their respective partners when they first met Amber mm-hmm. and Johnny. Exactly. Um, exactly. Not great. But also, I do know that that she and Elon were dating during her UK trial or during during his UK trial, um, I believe. Anyway, and, and there's, I guess, he at least rumors. I'm not sure if they're founded that he paid off sort of the money that she said she would donate from winning the lawsuit oh. i don't know it's i mean i know that of... she you know she promised that she was going to give when they when they settled their divorce which is a totally different thing when they settled their divorce because they never signed a prenup they settled for seven million dollars she said she was going to give all the money to i think the children's hospital and the aclu and then during the uk trial they were able to then pull those records and show that she didn't give any money oh. and so then they said well you know and i think the excuse was well i promised to make it over specific amount of time. So I think maybe a $100,000 payment was made. And, you know, they were saying, again, this was meant to be a donation, you know, over several years or something, but they definitely over, didn't get a lump sum. It's a 30-year payment, yeah. Yeah, a, they didn't get a lump sum $7 million. Um, so the tax I'm sure that will be brought year. up. Yeah, I'm sure that yeah. will be brought up when she's on on the stand by, the, by Johnny's team. Interesting. All right, well, there's a lot here. And I guess... And I guess there's going to be a lot more to come in the next couple of weeks. That's for sure. Yeah, no, that's the thing, right? We're recording this on uh, on Wednesday, April 27th at one uh, fifty p.m. <laughs> Pacific and time. Pacific time. And so it's like, yeah, I, I mean, there's there's so much more to come. So it's definitely 
There's stuff happening while we're sitting here. Well, all right. Where can people find you? Where can they find all your content? Um, Basically all socials, Instagram, TikTok, at The Talk of Shame. um, And always my podcast. I'm sorry on all platforms. All right. I guess if there's just one final thing that you would sort of leave the listeners with, any kind of tip or or word of caution or something to look out for, anything you would sort of want to uh, disseminate to the masses in regards to covering this trial? Um, okay, you know what? I'll leave it with a Judge Judy quote because it's my favorite quote. Okay. There is always three sides to the story. His side, her side, or you can say their side, their side, and the truth. And with that, folks, that's Kiki from the Talk of Shame. I mean, I think that she has a great unbiased. I mean, can anyone give an unbiased coverage? I don't know about that. But I think that you give very straightforward coverage of the trial. I really enjoyed watching it on your page and I recommend everyone else do the same. Absolutely. Thank you so much. So much (laughs) for your insight and your knowledge. And uh, we'll chat soon, Broads. Chat soon. (laughs) 